Welcome to the Set On Podcast. This is Ash. This is Tori. And guys, today we are really excited. We're going to bring you an interview with Caleb Emery. He is from Summer of 84, that rad new movie that opens August 10th in limited runs, and then I think a week later nationwide. So check it out. He plays Dale Woody Woodworth. Caleb talked to us from his home in LA via Skype. So if it drops out or if there are audio issues, you know why. Caleb has been on a lot of shows. He was on Goosebumps, American Vandal, Disjointed, Scream Queens. He's currently on The Good Girls. And Summer of 84 looks like it's going to be the best movie. We had a great time talking with him, and we hope you enjoy this episode. He's going to tell you why it's not like Stranger Things, but why fans of Stranger Things will love it. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Stay strange. What's up? This is Ash. I'm Tori. I'm Ashley's sister. Hey. Cool. Well, we're excited to talk to you today about this movie. And you said that it premieres, it comes out August 10th? Yeah, August 10th is its U.S. premiere. It's um, select theaters across the U.S. Um, I know, like, every state kind of has a couple theaters here and there. Well, we're excited to see it. I mean, even if it doesn't play here, I, I would think Atlanta it's would be a big Atlanta. city. 100%. Yeah. Atlanta, yeah, definitely has a couple places um, that I know of, I think, that are playing it. It's showing, like, opening weekend is August 10th, and then the following weekend it's going to show some more as well. Cool. So tell us about this movie, Summer of 84. You play Dale. How did you hear about this this role? Um, so actually booking it was a really funny story. I didn't come on the project till very late when they were doing it. They found me through like an IMDb search looking for kids that could play that age range of like 14 to like 17. And I popped up and uh, the writer actually found me, pitched me to production, and then through that actually got me to audition. And then I sent in a tape to them in Vancouver, had a Skype session with the directors and uh, went from there. But it was just, it was uh, it was very end of the casting process that they cast me and then uh, the character E which is played by Judah Lewis. Oh, cool. What was it like, you know, getting cast in a movie like this? I'm sure getting any role is really exciting. And you've been in a lot of stuff. I mean, I was looking at your IMBD page and you've been in a lot of pretty significant TV shows. But what was it like to be cast in a movie like this? It was cool. We, um, you know, I got to play 15 and I'm almost 25 now. <laughs> so uh, that was fun in itself. But it was like, yeah, I mean, getting to spend time with those guys, we all became pretty close and we're still, we still talk every day. But being in like this horror thriller, like set in the 80s, movie was very like uh it was like a time warp like you go back you watch like goonies and those kind of movies you listen to like purple rain and like that kind of music (laughs) to like prep and then you get up there and like everything's old and and then the movie of course is its own like thriller horror thing which is very different than the comedy that i'm used to so it's like that was in itself very interesting to me how long was the shoot for the film we shot for like i want to say almost two months Starting in, like, late June, and I think we ended early August. Oh, wow. Where did you guys film this movie at? We shot in um, Langley up in Vancouver, Canada, or BC, however they say that. I don't know. So you were saying that you're almost 25 and you were playing a 15-year-old. What was that audition process like? What did you have to do? I'm very – I look young. I look like a child still. So, like, (laughs) I'm very used to playing a 15-, 16-year-old. Very seldomly do I ever get to play older. So I was used to that and just, like, 
going with that inner kid look. And then once I got there, though, me and the producers talked about it. And I said, why don't we go do like an escape room or something? Because like I needed to bond with these kids that were 15 years old and like get used to how they talk to each other and all that stuff. But once we did that, I mean, it was very much uh, easy to get along with and kind of like figure out their maturity and then play with that. Oh, that's cool. So the kids in the other movie, like your the part of your group, they're actually kids. Yeah, they're all. Um, I think at the time, two were fifteen, one was sixteen, and then I was twenty four. <laughs> how did how did that work with like with like child labor laws? We didn't film late, or they didn't film late. Um, oh no! So uh, yeah, basically we would shoot it and uh, we would do scenes, and then I. They would get my coverage very last and try to um, block things to where I could stay and they'd, they'd have to go. Mm. But it's different up in Vancouver, too, in Canada, because they were all Canadians except for Judah. Judah was from L.A. as well. So they had their own set of laws as well, which was different. I don't fully understand it, but <laughs> they have their own like thing up there, too. So tell us about Dale. Tell us about the character that you play. So Dale is Davy's best friend, which Davy's kind of the one that brought us on this adventure to figure out who the serial killer is. But Dale is, uh, he's an only child to his now single mother that um, his mom works as a nurse and tries to pull in, you know, the only income to give Dale this like decent life to his friends, his four, his three other friends. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of go, just do whatever he can for his friends, like literally will like live and die for his friends type thing and when Davey went on this adventure uh, he couldn't let him do it alone so I saw that the film has two directors right? It's three actually Oh wow what is that like? Yeah um, it's Yoan, Francois and Anouk Yoan and Anouk are brother and sister Oh okay and Francois is married to Anouk Oh that's cool So they go by the name RKSS stands for Roadkill Superstars (laughs) They directed a film called Turbo Kid that went to Sundance and um, did really, really well. It was different. They all they all have their jobs. Like, Yoan directed us as actors and that kind of stuff, where Francois set up the shot list and talked to more like, the crew side and, like, set that up. And then Anouk was, like, I call her the boss because she's the only girl out of the two or the three of them. She just kind of did her own thing, which was kind of cool. But, um, yeah, it was different. It was it – was, they were all from Montreal – I believe. And if they listen to this and I'm wrong, they're going to kill me. <laughs> but they're all, so they're the language barrier too, for me and like Judah and, and the rest of the group from the U S was like, sometimes it's kind of hard to, to do, but um, we got through it and they're great and they know what they're doing. I mean, they, they filmed two feature films and both premiered at Sundance. Do they, do they direct primarily in French or in a different language? They, they communicate in French oh, okay. to each other. So, like, we don't have a clue what they're saying <laughs> until, like, Yo- and Yoan's English, I think, is the reason why he's the director of, like, the actors, because he has the best English out of the three. So, what, like, after probably about two to three weeks, we were catching on to what they meant to say even if they didn't say it correctly so we would like finish their sentences for them like if we were talking about a scene and uh but yoan's english is the best but when they're talking together like they'll be in front of you having a conversation and full french and we don't have a clue what they're saying so i noticed that the movie is you know making the circuits and you guys were at sundance what has the reaction been like for audiences do you sit in the crowd with them yeah so at sundance um sundance was incredible if anyone gets a chance to go to sundance you should do it as a fan or just as if you have a movie in it 
But Sundance, we premiered to a sold-out crowd. Everyone loved it. There's been mixed reviews, I think, on the spectrum of of the critics. We're getting a lot of comparisons, obviously, to Stranger Things <laughs> and to it. Um, mainly because we're four dudes riding bikes mm-hmm. in the 80s, which is, seems to be a common theme. But we're not anything really like Stranger Things or it because we, we have our own little thing. We're like going on this this like it's more real life like suburbia type feeling than if that's just trying to catch a serial killer more than like the stranger things or it's thing yeah i was gonna um, ask if it was like supernatural or like what if you were allowed to say no it's not actually it's not supernatural at all it's very much real life like the whole point of the movie is like this could this could happen like in the trailer davy says i think it opens with him saying like every serial killer lives next to somebody and it's kind of that play is like this is a this is, could happen like it, it might or has that like you know this serial killer is a cop and he lives next door to these kids or or whatever you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's funny that you were saying that the critics were like oh it's just four boys on a bike but it's like that's every 80s movie it's like four kids on a bike doing something what else do they have to do that's like they don't have cars at 14 exactly yeah in the trailer they make the joke to me we we're in a car and um i'm freaking out and like one of the jokes is um don't worry about it. You look like you're 30, which was the whole play on like the fact that I'm much older than those guys. But like, yeah, that's the only like, only time we can have anything other than our bikes is if we steal a car or mm-hmm. something. Well, our podcast obviously is for like Stranger Things fans, but one of the things we liked about your the trailer for your movie is not only that, you know, Stranger Things last season took place in 1984, but I think mm-hmm. when Tori and I saw it, we were like, it's like Stranger Things, but like hardcore. Like yeah. it's something about it seemed a little bit like more... more authentic. Yeah, I don't know. And also the fact that it's realistic, that it's not supernatural. Yeah. That, that gives it like even more of like a... Because I feel like a lot of horror movies nowadays are like crazy clown coming to get you or like a the demogorgon but it's like this is like real well in stranger things season one it seemed very pg and this movie seemed very rated r (laughs) yeah (laughs) it looks great well we opened the floor to people that wanted to submit questions and some people posted and some people dm'd us so i'm just gonna ask you um Mm -hmm. for everybody listening i'm sorry i didn't write down your names i just wrote down your questions uh let's see how did you find out that you got the role this casting situation for me was a little different. Matt Leslie, which is one of the writers, he found me on IMDb, went through, like, found my stuff. They watched my material. They reached out to my manager. And since it was so time sensitive because we were very, they were very close to starting shooting and all that stuff, he ended up DMing me on Instagram, which is a funny story. And we have plenty of jokes aside for that. <laughs> but, like, he DM me on Instagram because they needed to get a hold of me like as soon as possible. And they knew they were like, he looks like he's involved on Instagram quite often. Maybe he'll read this and like be able to get his manager in touch with us. And I did. And at first I was like, this is weird. Why? <laughs> like, why is some guy like pitching me a movie through Instagram? But um, yeah, I, I sent it to my manager. She reached out to him and we, we got it working. And I taped in the in the thought process of like we'll see what happens and then uh the next day they were like can you skype with these directors they're in uh canada so i did we didn't even really go over the scenes we just talked about my thoughts for that character and their thoughts for it and then they said okay like we have to talk to our studios and then the next day i got a call and they're like all right we're gonna need you to fly to canada to start shooting that's so cool so it was like a relatively short process between getting cast and going to shoot? Yeah, it was. It happened very quick. Like I said, I was one of the last two or three maybe to get cast out of the film. So they needed to make it happen as soon as possible. And it was all like boom, 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 like 
tape audition like skype meeting and then within like the next week it's like all right we gotta go and uh yeah What's really cool about this movie, besides a lot of things, it just looks so rad, is that it looks like it's going to be a cult-like kind of classic. How does it feel, you know, when you work as an actor, you're just trying to get roles to begin with, and then you start to really pick and choose what you're going to be in? How does it feel to be in a movie that's probably going to become something pretty significant? It's, um, you know, at first we were filming and everyone was like, we had half the crew and cast that were like, oh, we're going to Sundance, it's going to happen. And the other half's like, don't jinx it, stop talking about it. And then once, you know, we filmed the movie, we were like, we all felt pretty good and we were happy with it. And we got into Sundance. Then it kind of changed our perspective of how it was going to turn out. Once we got to Sundance and we like people were waiting in line for standby tickets. And then we sold out, I think, five shows in a row or something like that at Sundance. Fans loved it. Getting stopped on the streets there and like people talking about it was really, really cool. And then watching it build up on social media and this trailer and everyone talking about it, it just keeps becoming more real and real and real as we're getting closer to the actual release. So it's surreal. I I don't know, like it hasn't set in yet and I don't think it will until like, you know, you get that bunch of like following or whatever, then people start like noticing you and being like such big fans. But I'm excited to see what happens. Have you already done the actual premiere, like the red carpet premiere, or are you just doing all the circuits? Um, no, so they did a, like, there was an event in Canada uh, in Vancouver called Save the Rio, which was a theater up there that they did their Canadian premiere, like, I want to say last weekend. And they're doing more, like, uh, premieres at certain events for, like, different things. We premiered at Fantasia Film Festival up in Canada and Montreal. The U.S. premiere, we're not doing, like, a red carpet. We're, like, the 10th, a lot of the cast will be there to do a Q&A in Los Angeles at a theater. They've announced it somewhere. I can't, I think it's in Santa Monica. Well, I'll look it up when we do the intro so maybe some people can come come support you. Yeah, I'm actually not able to attend, um, <laughs> which is funny. I'm like one of the only ones I don't think I'm going to be there. But my my great friend's getting married on that same day, so I'm going to be at the wedding. But uh, on the 11th, they're doing they're doing showings the 10th, 11th, and 12th. So the 11th, I know we're doing a Q and A somewhere, and the 12th, I might end up going and watching it with some fans at uh, another theater here in LA. Oh, that's cool. So one of the things I thought was funny was that when we opened up to the questions, two of your producers were like having this really funny interaction it was james parker and um, matthew leslie and it was really funny because you don't normally you kind of see the cast and the you know the cast interact but you don't always see the crew and the producers it seems like this was a really tight close-knit group was it as it seems yeah um so jameson and matt uh, matt wrote the movie with um steven they both wrote it together and then Jameson is one of the head of developments at Bright Light Pictures up in Canada. And they're both super close with me. I see Matt, you know, weekly. Jameson, obviously, when every time he comes to L.A., we're together. But it was, again, like I said, everyone was 15, like the cast that I was with every day. So I needed kind of like not that they weren't great, but like I needed an escape to people that knew me and my were closer to my age and they both took me in and I'm really into producing and um, was able to be involved in the creative process so we had a lot of fun and talks and and spent a lot of the free weekends together and it was we became like a family and I think we'll always be a family what were some of your favorite things about kind of being immersed in the 1980s I think it was just the style and the like the carefreeness of like for me living in 2018 dealing with everything we're going through and to get to play the 80s I was like it's so our biggest concern was just like we're gonna see if our neighbor's a killer and if he's not like oh well like (laughs) 
that was just kind of the thought and it was we didn't really have a worry like that was our biggest worry so i i just thought it was kind of cool to be able to like do all that and and get into the 80s and the style and the music and like our director of photography actually is in a uh group called Lametos, I believe is how you say it, <laughs> which did our full soundtrack. So our all original music for the movie. Oh, wow. Um, cool. Yeah. And so he was on set with us every day. So we got to, you know, feel that vibe and the music and do all that kind of stuff, which was cool. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun to get into the eighties vibe. Somebody asked us if you could bring one thing back from the eighties and have it now, what would that be? I mean, I guess you could. <laughs> you physically could, but it's like if you if there's one thing that you don't really see that much like often, like what would you bring back? Oh, I don't like it's hard to say because I didn't grow up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So like I don't have too much attachment other than this movie, which is a movie. I'm trying to think, though, like the music in the 80s was super cool. So like if I had to, and like I'm into music, so I think if, if I had to bring something back, it'd probably be the music. Mm-hmm. That'd be so cool it, I mean, to, like, would turn you... on the radio station and it'd be, like, like new 80s music, but, like, now. Yeah, yeah, like, the, like if Drake made a song in the 80s. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be so cool. I just wonder how that would be. But, like, yeah, something like that. It may be a little style, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of coming back anyway. Yeah. Somebody wanted to know, do you have a favorite story from set? <sighs> I, every day was a story in itself. We, uh, I'm trying to think. We had, we had a lot of fun. We, there was... There's a joke that we have constantly that I just tried to rewrite most of the script <laughs> to myself. <laughs> but um, there was a scene in the movie, and I think it's in the trailer, where we talk about, or it's in one of the clips that came out, where we talk about um, the town only being nine towns. And then on set, I made a joke about something. Somebody said, like, oh, what is it, like, nine? And I was like, that's ah, ten. And so he wrote that into being, like, when he was, like, the town's not that big. It's only like nine towns. And I'm like, it's 10 towns. He's like 10 towns, whatever. And like, comes going. So like those, those kind of like those little bits and back and forth that we like get to make up on set. Like those all make for fun stories. And the first five days we met each other, we were stuck like in a tree house in a studio that was about the size of like a king size mattress. So we had four of us guys and a camera crew in this little teeny tree house, which was fun. So I know that you get the comparison to Stranger Things a lot. Is that kind of cool for you guys because it is a good show and it's and it's it brings notoriety if if the Stranger Things fan base likes your exactly. movie or is it more kind we're of 50 50 yeah like we like that but also we're our own thing so kind of judge us separately yeah I mean I'm not going to speak for everybody for me I take it as in it's a it's a blessing and a and a curse in itself like you know we um we have sorry <laughs> I think my friend just showed up that's okay Go away. (laughs) Um, um, No, we have like, you know, we get compared to Stranger Things. So we get that notoriety and people are excited. And I I mean, I'm doing this interview for y'all's podcast, The Upside Down, which is like about Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I take it as a good thing. We we're gonna get some of those fans to watch our movie and and hopefully they enjoy it and walk away from it and say, Oh, that wasn't quite like Stranger Things, but we love it. It's still a great movie. So and then of course, you know, you get compared and if some people are gonna watch it and be like, Well, that was nothing like Stranger Things, so like we're so disappointed. <laughs> so my warning to you is we're not like Stranger Things, but you should definitely watch it and walk away with your own opinion. 
I think the good thing that you have going for you is that, like, I think if you like Stranger Things, it's because you either like sci-fi or horror or you're, like, a huge fan of the 80s. And it doesn't really matter. Like, it's not like Pretty in Pink is like Stranger Things, but I love Pretty in Pink. So I think a lot of our fans have been buzzing about your movie. We I made the post right after I saw it, and I was like, guys, check this out. And everybody was already, oh, this has been on my radar for months. So I think people are, like, really excited about this. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, every day is more and more people talk about it. And, uh, and yeah, the buzz keeps going and people are very excited. You get messages every day that's like, when is this movie coming out? When can I see it? So I know we're doing, like, select theaters over the next couple weeks on the weekends. And then I know their plan is to do, like, a video on demand. Um, I know in Canada, I think that release is on the 24th on video on demand. And then eventually we will go to Netflix and um, that route. So Yeah. Are you doing anything in Atlanta or in Georgia? I know they're doing, the movie is releasing in Atlanta and Georgia. We will be there. (laughs) Yeah. There's a, um, on the website on summer of 84. And if I'll consistently post it on my social media as well, but you can go in there and like type in your city. And I think it will tell you what theaters and what times it's showing at. Did you, um, since you got to play with all those cool eighties toys and wear eighties clothes, did you keep a prop? Was there anything that you were like, I got to take this with me? So I did take a couple things. I'm a big shoe guy. So they sent me all my sneakers that I wore throughout the whole film, which was kind of cool. And then I kept a prop that I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, because it will give some of the movie away. But as far as toys and stuff like that go, I didn't keep any toys. I did play with like a lot of like Legos and like old like action figures like throughout the movie when we were in Davy's room. But yeah, I got to keep a couple things, but I can't I can't give away everything. <laughs> you should keep like one of those pairs of shoes, but like just kind of set it off to the side so that when this movie becomes massive, like that's something eBay. you could yeah you could <laughs> donate it or something cool. Well, we did talk. I, I was sitting on my in my backyard with my friends last night, and we talked about it. And because I found them, and I was like, I think I'm going to do a giveaway when this movie comes out. When, when I know we're doing a trivia night for this big horror film company out here in LA. Um, I was either going to do that or through the Summer of '84 Instagram and um, signed uh, the shoes by a couple of the cast and maybe send it out to somebody. Yeah, you should totally do that because fans love that stuff. When we were talking about season one of Stranger Things, Joyce and Hopper, you know, they wear those hazmats suits the yellow Mm -hmm. suits and somebody who works at that company decided that they were going to cut off a piece of one of those suits before they sold it and like they framed it in a box to give to us and it seemed so simple but we were like legit freaking out we're like yeah we have a piece of Joyce's suit so you should totally do that because I think this movie is going to have that kind of impact I mean the second I saw the trailer I was like this movie looks so rad like it looks so good so I'm excited we're excited too there I mean they keep they keep doing little like snippets here and there. Like we released a clip on uh, at Comic Con in San Diego this past couple weeks ago, you get to go which to that? was really cool. I didn't. Our directors went. Oh, cool! But I was uh, I had scheduling conflicts. I couldn't get down there, but I wanted to. But everyone got to see a special like sneak peek clip out there. And it seemed to go over really, really well. I have a feeling you're going to be invited to like a lot of Comic Cons yeah. to be like a panel guest as soon as this movie comes out. Yeah, so, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So we are major um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia fans, and I saw mm-hmm. that in the movie Fist Fight, you got to work with Charlie Day, Tori's favorite. 
Yeah. Right. I lose it. I this lose has nothing it. to do with Stranger Things in the movie, but like, uh. what was Charlie Day like? So it's funny because we still, uh, I still have a deep connection to Charlie out here in LA. He actually, I did a golf commercial a uh, while back for Garmin. Uh, and when I went to Fist Fight on set, he actually came up to me and he's like, I noticed you from that golf commercial. <laughs> and so that's how we started. And he's a big golfer and I'm a big golfer. So we, we had many conversations about golf, which is awesome. But Charlie's incredible. He's honestly like a super sweet guy, cares. Um, one of our best friends actually works for him now. And then my current roommate actually is Austin Zager, which stars in Fist Fight. So. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. But Charlie, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about Charlie. Is there anything that you want to tell us about the movie that maybe we don't know about? Is there anything that you're allowed to say? Yeah, that you're allowed to say. Anything you want Stranger Things fans to know? Yeah. First off, watch the movie. Like, (laughs) find out where it's playing near you. Go watch the movie. Because if you like Stranger Things, you like the 80s, you're going to like our movie, even though it's nothing like Stranger Things. Um, you're going to be able to follow on this ride with us through through the 80s and, and get to be a kid again and get to go on these adventures and don't have any care but just that. Like, that's the most important thing. But go in with an open mind, watch the movie, be entertained, have fun. Like, the movie's going to take you on a little ride and the third act gets a little dark and <laughs> you're going to get a little horror thriller film and it's going to be fun. Well, that's awesome. I thank you so much for talking thank with you us. Thank you so much. And congratulations. It seems like we've been getting like show after show after show after show and it's big things are coming your way, bigger things than summer of 84. Yeah. Like it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm sorry we couldn't do it in person. I, we were in Atlanta shooting a movie called Little and ended up I had to come back over the weekend when we I think originally planned to meet. So it didn't work, but when next time I'm in Atlanta, I will definitely message you guys and we will hang out. Sweet. Yeah, totally. We're here all the time. So <laughs> just let us know. Awesome. <laughs> So for uh, the strangers, we, that's what we call our fans, strangers, who are new to you, how can they follow you on social media and how can they reach out to you if they want to? So on social media, it's just at Caleb Emery. Um, that's my Instagram, Twitter, and I think my Facebook is official Caleb Emery or Caleb Emery official, one of those two. I think it's the only one either way, so it'll be it'll <laughs> pop up. Um, best way is probably to send a message through Instagram um, or tweet me, and I will. I try to get as many of them as I can and respond. And yeah, just follow me on there. I post as much as I can about what I'm doing and where I'm at. And I think we're actually going to start vlogging soon, so that'll be a oh, new thing. Cool. Rad. Well, after yeah. we see the movie and after it's been out for a little while, we'll like get back in contact with you. So maybe we can talk a little bit more about it because we love to go in depth on things. But um, yeah. For sure. Once the movie comes out, we're going to have to do another one because you will have many questions. <laughs> we're also going to try to figure out once we watch the movie, what is the prop that he kept that he wouldn't tell us about? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if we can do it. You'll you'll know. Okay. <laughs> you'll know. Cool. Well, Caleb, you're awesome. Thank you so much for talking with us. All right. Tell Josh I said hi. <laughs> Take care. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com, as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every Monday, so be sure to subscribe to us. We're available on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Pocket Casts.